I am back. I'm back. I'm back. It's been a little over a month, but here I am back with another segment for y'all back with a word for y'all. You know, this whole I think I think I really believe like we've become numb with this whole COVID thing. Like when it first happened, you know, I think a lot of us were on fire. We were like, oh man, this is a time where we can, you know, spend more time with our families. We can get things done in the house. You know, um, a lot of us looked at it as a blessing in disguise. And then we went back to work and then it got old. And then we got frustrated all over again with this COVID-19. But, you know, I believe that all of the plans that we had for this year, God has shown us, ah, ah, I'm still in control. Okay? This is what I believe. This is what I'm standing I'm standing on. So I'm just going to hit y'all with this word that I know that God gave me. It was so heavy on me yesterday. And before I jump into it, I just want to say, you know, we have to be intentional about what God has given us. You know, you don't need a pulpit, a platform, you know, you don't you don't need somebody to give you anything to do what you know God has called you to do. So if God has given you a word, don't sit on that word. Write it down. Speak it. Do something with it. Uh, because if we're not working with the little that he's given us, how do we expect him to trust us with anything bigger? So for those of you that you know that God has called you to do something, what are you waiting for? COVID has not stopped the giftings of God. COVID has not stopped the blessings of God. If anything, COVID has positioned us to make ourselves available to do what God wants for our lives. So without further ado, I'm going to jump into this word. Um, my scriptures is coming from Mark um, and Luke. We are going to be talking about the woman with the issue of blood. I know that so many of us have heard this word. We've heard it over and over and over again. But I really believe, like, as I was reading this story for the umpteenth time, that God gave me a new perspective. So, you know, let's be clear. It is not enough to simply just have faith. Faith is a verb. It's an action. You know, too often we think of faith as something tangible, like something we can hold. We think of it as something that is as simple as speaking things into existence or believing something into existence. Faith is not the law of attraction. The law of attraction is the belief that positive or negative thoughts bring positive or negative experiences into a person's life. Faith gets you through those negative experiences. You know, faith is what you stand on and activate as we press through this life. You know, Mark 5 and 26, when it talks about the woman, you know, before the woman tried Jesus, she had went to so many different doctors. The scripture talks about she had spent all that she had going to all these different physicians and she ended up leaving worse than 
what she came with. So she suffered under the hands of these doctors. So imagine having a medical issue and being somebody's guinea pig, because when you think about it, that's what she was. She was a guinea pig. Those doctors poked, they prodded, they probably did all sorts of things trying to fix her. And the crazy thing is, is she was so desperate for a cure. She just kept going back. She kept going back to the very thing that was destroying her. So she kept going back to get her fix, even though that fix was making her worse. It wasn't getting her better. It was making her worse. So the question I pose to you today is what is your fix? What's your fix? Let's take another look at the woman, right? What do we, what do we know about her? We know she was in pain. We know pain is often the result of discomfort. You know, so she was in pain. She was uncomfortable. We know she, we know she was in pain. We know she was uncomfortable. And we know that she had been battling this same issue, the same problem, the same flow of blood for 12 years. So there are a couple of results when you deal with an issue for that long, right? So when you deal with something for a really long time, you start believing that you are the issue. That problem becomes who you are in your mind. You convince yourself, this is just the way that I am. You say things like, this is me, take me or leave me, I am who I am, right? Because what happens in life so often is when we are struggling or we're in pain, instead of going to the healer, we find things to mask or soften that pain a little bit, right? So if I'm a person who keeps getting stabbed in the back by friends, then I'm probably not going to trust people as much. My heart is going to harden up a little bit because of my experiences, because my problem, and I, and I forget that the problem is that I was hurt, that hurt becomes a part of who I am. And so because I now believe that that hurt is who I am, I don't feel like I should fix it because this is just me. This is the approach that we take so often. And what we're, what we're really saying is I'm comfortable with my dysfunction. I am comfortable in my dysfunction. I don't want to be uncomfortable, so I'll just sit here in my mess because I'm not willing to activate my faith. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of us can say like, I've accepted Jesus Christ into my heart. I go to church. I, I say nice things to people. You know, I do nice things for people. But what you're saying is really all this glitter on the outside is gold. This is what you're trying to convince yourself of. Because that's what people see. So as long as you can portray a certain image, you're okay. In your own carnal mind. But let me remind you that God will not bless who you pretend to be. Now, that's a whole nother topic. We, we can't even touch on that today. Okay? So 
the mistake that we make is we forget that God sees our heart. He sees through the facade. He knows that all that glitters angled. He knows that when he sees us. Luke 8, 43 and 47. Verse 47 specifically. Now this verse, when I read this, I was like, whoo, okay, come through Holy Spirit. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people, the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. So picture this, this woman is pushing through the crowd. She pushing through the crowds and she's trying to get to Jesus. She's trying to get to Jesus because she knows she believes, right? So that's the first part of her faith. She believes if I touch him, I'll be healed, right? So she believes that. So now she has to do the work and she's got to press through a throng of people because everybody was following him. He had his squad with him. He had his 12 disciples. Everybody was with him wanting to see what he was about. Furthermore, in this story, which I don't even want to call it a story, right? Because it's real life. Jesus was supposed to be going to heal somebody's dead daughter. She didn't even know that. So Jesus' focus was, okay, right? Because somebody's come to me and asked me to do something. So that's where his focus was. And then this woman pressed, she pressed, she pressed. Because she was that desperate, that hungry for the healing. So she pressed. And then when she touched him, she knew immediately she was healed. When she touched the hem of his garment. And when he turned around, he re- she recognized, oh, he sees me. He sees me. So again, God, he sees us. The difference between us and this woman is she recognized that she was not hidden. She believed that she had faith enough to know all she had to do was touch him. She knew she just had to get close enough to him. She'd heard about Jesus. She was desperate. She was broke. She was in pain. She had lived a life of discomfort, dysfunction. She kept going back to the same people that were causing all this pain in her life until she heard about Jesus. So what pains you today? What comfortable dysfunction are you living in? What are you going back to time after time to get your fix? How many doctors? How many bottles of wine? Y'all, this word was preaching to me because the Lord knows that I will drink a glass of wine and then pray, okay? And I know for some people, you know, that's, that's you know, it's just wine. That The issue is, is that I am seeking something outside of Christ, outside of God, outside of the healer to bring me some peace, okay? So when I'm talking about this wine thing, I promise y'all that when I was reading this word and I was writing this down, that was a real conviction for me because anybody that knows me love, I know me, I love me some Malbec, okay? Let's refocus, guys. So how many doctors, bottles of wine, sexting, Okay, because you think that sending them naked pictures is going to make him want you because you feel abandoned and unwanted. So you are doing things, okay, thinking that that's going to be the healing, you know, 
we gamble we have ugly hearts we backbite we stab people in the back we're jealous we're bitter and you don't recognize that god sees you he sees me he sees you you know he sees you but you don't recognize that he sees you so there's a difference let me break this down so knowing is just like you know you have to stop at a red light right you know red means stop so you just stop it's just something you just do but if you know there is a camera or there is no camera there you might run through it you know you might be in a hurry so you might just run through it because you know the camera's there or excuse me you know the camera is not there you know it's wrong, but there's no one there to call you out on it. But when you look up and you recognize that there's a camera or there's a cop at the light, you act different. You move different. If you anything like me, you're going to sit there at that before it turn, when it turns green. You're going to drive a little slower to get through that green light. And many of us know... Too many of us know God sees us. We know right from wrong, yet we consistently make the conscious decision to choose whatever makes us comfortable and whatever gives us temporary relief instead of doing the work to push through and get to our healing. And that healing is only available by the master's hand. So let's be real with ourselves. You know, we don't want to struggle we don't want to let go of a comfort zone. We want God to work around us and be flexible according to our wants and what we think we need. But wasn't Christ tempted? Didn't he ask God to remove the cup from him? Did did Jesus have it easy? No, he didn't even have it easy. So what makes any of us think that we are so deserving of a struggle-free life when God's only begotten son went through hell and back, went through the death and the grave just so we could have a chance at eternal life. So there's a process, a pressing. We have to lean in and seek our healing. We have to tell God what he already knows about us, not because he doesn't know, because he knows he knew you before you were formed in your mother's room womb excuse me but because a faith our faith has to be activated we have to put our faith into action so are you tired of getting that temporary fix getting a fix that's just gonna leave you a fix that wears off a fix that makes you worse off than what you were before I I really invite you today to go to the healer, the only one that can heal you. Are you willing to activate your faith and walk away from those things hurting you? Are you willing to press through the chaos of your mind just to touch the hem of his garment? Sometimes we have to come to the end of ourselves before we realize just how much we need the Lord. And how much we are meant to not do life alone.
So I'm telling you today, he's waiting for you. He's waiting. He is waiting. And all you have to do is come. And it's not going to be easy. My daily prayer for myself is that God, I ask God, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. So with that prayer comes constant, consistent things that I have to work on. Because there's, I, I deal with so much, but I know that I don't have to deal with those things alone. So I encourage you to go to Christ today. Go to him, be transparent in your prayer. Don't, don't pray and do all that mumbo jumbo. Be real, be honest. Y'all, thank you as always for listening. You know, I know there's little hiccups here and there in this. My phone rang. Whew, but you know what? I'm grateful. I'm grateful, 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 grateful for, for what God has given me. And it is not an easy journey. It is, you know, it's it's hard. It is hard. But God honors. He honors when you use what he's given you. Don't wait on anybody to tell you. And and listen, and I and I'm gonna say this too, because I know that there's a lot of people out there like me. And you get so hard on yourself because you think, well, I've done this and I've done that and I don't always act like I'm the best. And you know what? We're not perfect people. And if you waiting on perfection before you start doing what God has called you to do, you're going to be waiting forever and and you're not going to fulfill God's purpose for your life. So as you are doing what God has called you to do, keep in mind that it's a process. It's going to be ugly and it's going to hurt because you got to deal with yourself. But whatever God brings to your the forefront of your mind about, about you and what you're dealing with, take it right back to him. God, how can I fix this? God created me a clean heart. So don't let anybody keep you in a box Don't let anybody tell you what you can't do because what God has for you, nobody can take that from you. Nobody. Y'all be blessed.